This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Michael here with you, along with a good friend and special guest, Pastor Craig Jarvis. Pastor Jarvis is the founder and CEO of CASE, which stands for Christian American American Student Student Experience. And um, so really excited to have him with us. Pastor Jarvis is also a Canadian. So I want to just take a moment on the front end and apologize. You'll hear words like a boot, and um, I know that's not proper English. We pray for him often. He's lacked repentance in this area. So, um, But Pastor um, Jarvis is here for um, the next couple days with us, and uh, we have asked him to answer the following question. Pastor Craig, what are some of the most frequently asked questions that you get as a pastor? So the first one that came up um, is a doozy, and uh, we thought we'd go softball on you. Yeah. Where... Does evil come from? Pastor Craig, what say you? Well, first of all, let me say it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me to be a part of the podcast. It's always awesome to be able to disseminate scripture and especially in ways that really answers questions that people are asking. Mm. So many times people go to church and sometimes they don't get their questions answered. You wish you could have a Q&A almost after yep. the service, say, okay, to get what was said, how's it hitting you? And a lot of times that's not possible. So mm-hmm. moments like this are really unique, and thanks for inviting me to be a part of it. My pleasure. So <clears throat> you evil... said podcast. <clears throat> how, do you, how do you say that in Canada? Podcast. I don't, podcast. I don't know. I don't think they had podcasts when I left Canada. I love the way you say it. So um, anyway, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so where does evil come from? That is a question that, you know, it's for the ages. I think everybody, uh, believer or non-believer, asks this question especially when you see things on the news, on the media, and you see things happening, and you ask yourself, how in the world can this stuff be happening? Literally, how in the world can these things be happening? And it doesn't seem to be getting better, and our generation actually seems to be getting worse. Um, so whether you're somebody who believes in Jesus Christ or, or you're an atheist, you don't believe in any God at all, uh, I think everybody still struggles, and it may actually drive you into a philosophy because you you have trouble answering this yep. question where evil comes from. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the place I like to start when talking about this is is um, talking about God. And in the very beginning, God created all things. And in the entire first book of Genesis, the first chapter. Uh, everything he created was so good that at the end of that chapter in the Hebrew, God saw all that he made, and it was in the English we have very good. It's not even good enough to have very good in there because in the Hebrew it literally means very, very, very awesomely, mm. wildly like he good. He threw a party and celebrated exactly. and said, basically, I'm awesome, look what I did. Exactly. It, it was as good as good could possibly be. Yeah. But by the time we get to Genesis 3, we have two individuals, Adam and Eve, who have succumbed to their fleshly temptations have rebelled against the God who made them, and all of a sudden, the world, everything in it, in the universe, um, everything in the spiritual realm, everything in the physical realm, everything is impacted by the decision of two individuals. Mm. So it it's, it's difficult to answer that question until, first of all, you have a good idea what it means to be in the image of God. Genesis 1.27 says we're made in the image of God, and with that comes a certain honor and a certain 
glory mm -hmm. that is not found in anything else. Everything else in creation has to obey God. They don't have a choice. The tree has to live like it lives. The fish has to live. Birds live like they, they live. Everything has to obey God as it's intended to be made. But being made in the image of God holds a certain qualification where we only have the ability to disobey God, mm. to do what we're not created to do. And because of that, the sin of the two image bearers, the first two image bearers, uh, impacted not only every image bearer to come, but everything else that was created as well. Mm. So it's important to start there because if you don't understand that setup that God intended, you, you'll have a hard time understanding the next part. And the next part is that if God created everything so good that it was like awesomely, amazingly good, um, then the the sin of Adam and Eve created such um, a stain, such a um, an impact on everything else that it tainted everything that was good. Everything good that God created could now be used in an evil way. Mm. And so evil is not something that was ever created. Evil is a twisting of the good. Say that again because some people – have in their brains that evil is something that is an entity. Right. It's like matter. It has a quantifiable like substance to it. So right. say that one more time. Which is false because if you think of evil as a as a as a quality in and of itself as yep. something created, then you are always a victim to evil. Yep. Evil got me. Yep. But if you understand that evil is a twisting of the good, mm -hmm. you understand that you're responsible for the choices that you make to take what God has created and make it into something evil. So evil is something that is done or yes. something that a good thing becomes because correct. of misuse. That's correct. Or yeah. infection with sin. That's correct. Yeah. So the environment, uh, that's that's a hot topic nowadays. Well, the environment, we, we can really mess mm -hmm. up. And What's your position on global warming? Just kidding. Go on. <laughs> um, I kind of like the heat, but that's my own personal. No, I, 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 I do know that when when we do what we need to do to take care of the environment, um, we do so again not because we owe the environment anything or it's our mother, like Mother right, Earth. Yeah. We do it because we are images of God put here, and all of creation is God's basically His gift. To us. Yep. Creation is not sentient. It's not self-reflective. Correct. Like, take care of me. We take care of it. We take care of because it. Because God says so. That's exactly right. So I am I am a tree hugger, but I'm I'm Canadian. I, I am. It just keeps coming back to Canada <laughs> at every corner here. But I am because because I am supposed to love what God created and use it yep. in ways that please him. So I keep I keep my garden nice. I mm. I I think of that. Adam and Eve were invited by God to create to, to participate to make something that was already awesomely mm. amazingly good. And then God said, "Now I want you to till this and make it even better." Yeah. So so humans could put their hands to something that God already created perfectly to make it even better. Mm. And in the same way, we can take what God has given to us to enjoy, uh, like creation, like like our marriage, mm. like uh, like our relationship with our kids, like the way we use the gifts that God gave us, our our money or our our things that that are around us. We can take all of those things and we can abuse them, and then therefore they become evil. That is correct. Yeah, they become evil. So um, it's. It all goes back to a proper theology of being created in God's image to be a partner in making all things around us 
bring God glory even more than they already yep. do. So let me let me summarize. So God made all things good. We are created to make them, we'll say even better or bring God glory with them as Correct. if you can make better what God has made. But right. almost like God left it for us to say, okay, now do something really cool with this. Exactly. We misuse it and our misuse is where evil comes from. So let's, exactly. let's get back to um, just this misuse, right? So you talked about how um, sin, um, and I'm putting words in your mouth, but you alluded to this, that basically um, evil has infected all of creation. All of creation has sort of fallen. Yep. Um, and so explain a little bit about how um, now, thousands of years after Adam and Eve, um, we are now experiencing the negative effects of creation and sin oh, wow. um, and how that happens. Because right now, when when my um, friend is murdered or when we see these atrocities of war, mm-hmm. I mean, all of this is the domino effect of this initial infe- infection of sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so talk about like that moment and how that moment affected the universe and then downward spiral domino affected all the way today to wars, atrocities, genocide, abortion, et cetera, et cetera. No pressure, but have at it. Yeah, no kidding. I mean summarize human history in a few seconds here. Well, uh, uh, first of all, I think it really needs to be pointed out that the sin of Adam and Eve spread so quickly that it was their son that committed the first murder. Isn't that crazy? So uh, we we need to understand the infiltration of this evil and how quickly it spread. And really the question, and then then you get Genesis 8, you've got an ark being built to rescue a small family because Mm. the entire earth by that point Filled with murder. Had become, yeah, Yeah. so violent that God was going to wipe it out. Mm. So um, we we really need to give credence where where credence should be put, and that is the fact that the question is not um, why is there all this evil in the world. The question is why hasn't God destroyed all of us by Mm -hmm. now, or why haven't we destroyed ourselves completely by now? And the answer is the restraint of God and the mercy of God, the patience of God, the grace. I mean, he literally should have obliterated us at the first sin because it was cosmic treason that infiltrated the entire universe with sin. I'm blown away that anybody exists. Well, you get to Romans one and it says that all creation, Hmm. universe, world, us, all of us, everything created groans, waiting for the day of redemption. Which we all do. And we groan under the weight of sin, especially when you're redeemed and your blinders are taken off and you can see life for what it really is. Mm. Then you really groan because you're, you're, I've heard so many Christians say, I can't wait for Jesus to come back. Well, I, I agree, but there's a reason he hasn't come back and there's a reason he pours grace on the just and the unjust. There's a reason why it rains blessings on people who even hate him. And that is because he is patient, not willing that any should perish, but that all, all should, should come, come to, to repentance. repentance. Yep. So so the amazing yeah. thing is when we see earthquakes or when we see tsunamis and, and just the devastation that that occurs, we look at it and we say, why is God being being mean here? When in reality, if we looked at it through proper theological eyes, we understand that every one of those is just a big groan of the earth under the weight of our sin. Yep. We're responsible we did for this. this. And when it, when it groans, bad things happen. See, I can imagine somebody saying, I didn't do it. Why, why am I being held responsible for what Adam and Eve did? And this comes back to this, this honestly very frustrating principle for Westerners that in Adam, when he sinned, that translated and transmitted to all of creation right. and all of matter, right. period. 
Every cell. Every cell and every person and every animal and every part of creation started to die. Yes. And that was the promise of God. If you do this, you'll die. Right. And And now that goes to his son who ends up being a murderer. And it goes generations. You get to Genesis 11, like you said, and the entire earth is filled with violence. And, and so like we tell people, like Westerners, you may not like it, but you don't get a choice whether or not it it's real. It is real. It did right. happen, you know? Right. And, uh, and so this this reality of what um, Paul calls being in Adam, it's this reality that we are infected with the sin Correct. virus, but not just us, all of humanity. And yes. it's so devastating that it makes us turn on each other and destroy the image of God rather than uphold the image of God. Yeah. And so it's, it's devastating. You know, uh, let me, yeah. Can I interject? Please. It needs to be said that um, I think clarified that, uh, again, evil is a twisting of the good. So just because we're infected, everything that we see is infected by this evil and influenced by the evil, it doesn't mean that we are evil beings. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that being in the flesh is an evil thing. Um, it's our, our bodies. That's that there was a, uh, a cult that came out in Jesus' day that, that believed that if you, if you hurt your bodies, it was a, a way of redeeming your flesh. Mm -hmm. But the flesh is not the evil thing. It's that all of life has been tainted and, and our, our natural inclination is not to use everything we have to glorify God. Our natural mm -hmm. inclination is to use everything we have to glorify mm -hmm. ourselves. It doesn't make those things bad. It yeah. doesn't make our flesh bad. It means that our flesh and everything else can be used in evil ways. Is it fair to say my flesh is good, it's been infected with sin, and the result is that I do evil? Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Pastor Craig, I want to thank you for um, joining me today. I'm excited for tomorrow because tomorrow the question that you are going to answer is um, how can God be good and still send people to hell? Yowzers. Well, Village Church, I want to thank you again. I want to invite you to submit any and all of your questions. Go to vcob.org, and right on the homepage, there'll be a little bar that says Q&A questions. Click that, submit your questions. The harder, the better. We love um, hearing from you guys. So we will see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. P.S. listeners, you may be wondering... How do I get this podcast into as many hands and ears as humanly possible? After all, it is objectively the greatest podcast in human history. So uh, the quick way to do that is by leaving a rating and review. The more uh, ratings and the better reviews a podcast gets, the more Apple pushes it out to as many people as humanly possible in their search engine. So here's a quick tutorial on how you can leave a rating or review. First, if you have a iPhone iPad or any kind of computer, Mac or PC, open up the iTunes store. Do not go into your podcast app because your podcast app will not allow you to leave a rating and review. Go to your iTunes store, search in the search engine, Village Church of Bartlett. Three podcasts will come up, pick the Q&A podcast, and you will see ratings and reviews. Go into the ratings and reviews, preferably hit five stars, anything less than that, we'll judge you, but um, then they, you will see the word title. Title is the name of your review. For example, um, these people are amazing, Tim is the most handsome man ever, etc. And then you can actually write your review. And then if you would post that, we would greatly appreciate it. The more ratings and reviews, the more people actually get to see the Village Church Q&A podcast. So on behalf of Pastor Tim and myself, thank you, thank you, thank you.